Hey, this is Kari Payton. I'm Cyborg from Teen Titans and Injustice and Injustice 2. And Ezekiel from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. So keep listening. Also, booyah! Because I'm schizophrenic. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Tuesday, so we're going to talk some TV and movies. All week, we're celebrating the birthday of Dick Tracy. Um, it's It's been an interesting week already, and we're only on day two. You know, if you joined us on our special Monday stream on Twitch, Night Nerd Podcast, uh, we played some of the original NES game of Dick Tracy, and man, that game is easier and harder than I remember all at the same time. It's it's weird. I know, you can go over to Twitch and, and watch the movie um, or clip, I guess. Because today, we're talking about the movie Dick Tracy. Uh, you, with the exception of a couple of comics, you could argue that the movie is really the only thing Dick Tracy has in um, mainstream in the last like 40 years, 50 years. The, the back half of his life. And I, I think that's interesting. Uh, the movie itself, I feel personally that it's a forgotten gem, maybe. Uh, it's definitely forgotten. You know, people don't talk about it as much as they should. I think it should be up there when you talk about Batman, when you talk about The Rocketeer, when you talk about Batman Returns. Dick Tracy is a movie that took its source material and ran with it in, in a way that you don't always see, uh, for better or worse. And I talked a little bit about its not cult classic status, even though the, the way it's stylized and everything, it should totally and completely be a, a cult classic, but I'm, I don't know. We will see. Uh, the movie itself, we're going we're gonna to look at, you know, the people behind the scenes and how we got there. The movie debuted in 1990, uh, June 15th specifically, on a budget of $46 million, and the box office was 162 just over $162 million. Now, that's not including advertising and everything, because I think by the time the ink dried, it was just over $100 million, but it was still profitable. This movie was one of the bigger movies of 1990, which is saying something, because 1990 was an insane year of movies, um, as as we will see here in a minute when we talk about it. So it was directed and produced by, and starring, Warren Beatty, who, uh, it's Warren Beatty, I mean, I don't know what, he's iconic, iconic in the American film industry, um, Bullworth, you know, that's that's something people should know. No, uh, it, actually, if you haven't seen Bullworth, that's a-okay. It's written by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr., the team behind Top Gun. So, you know, already we're, we're looking pretty good. Music was by Danny Elfman, who had just come off of Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. And I think that speaks to what they were going for here. You know, you had another comic-based superhero and they wanted to follow up with that. 
Although Danny Elfman's recollection of the film and the working situation is not the best, but he, he still, I mean, he showed up and he turned in a phenomenal script or song score. I guess score would be the word there. The script isn't quite there. But also on the song side, you had some the song the some of the songs actually were nominated for best original song and actually won Stephen Sodheim won for sooner or later I always get my man and four of the five songs that are in this film were actually in putting it together which is the uh, musical show about Stephen Sondheim and his legacy and stuff so that tells you kind of how how important it is. Um, the cast, oh my goodness, the cast on this thing is ridiculous. We you know we mentioned Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy. Uh, he also directed it. You have Al Pacino as Big Boy. You have Madonna as Breathless. Um, Glenn Headley as Tess Trueheart. Um, Charlie Corsmo, who was a big child actor in the 90s he plays the kid Seymour Cassell one of my favorite character actors uh Sam Ketchum you have Dick Van Dyke as a district attorney on the take Kathy Bates is the stenographer in the film Dustin Hoffman is Mumbles William Forsythe is Flat Top uh Mandy Patinkin as 88 Keys you also had Henry Silva as Influence, James Kahn as Spud Spaldoni, Catherine O'Hara as Texi Garcia. I mean, it just, it's insane. The list goes on and on and on. Um, Robert Costanza shows up. You had the original Dick Tracy. Uh, well, you had Mike Mazurki who played Splitface in the original Dick Tracy, which I watched the other day show up as just an old man at the hotel so that's a nice little homage an easter egg really before we got in easter eggs and star trek's colmini shows up as a police officer so that's really cool the movie itself had kind of been in development for a long time i mean going back to 1975 and it started with warren Beatty. the people who own the film rights optioned it um it went around and around and around and by 1980, it kind of kind of fell apart. Um, they talked to some people who had worked on... The guy who wrote Superman and Superman 2 was approached to write a, a sample script, pretty much. And Chester Gold, who created Dick Tracy, like, shot it down because he wanted really big artistic control and he wanted to have a financial stake in it and everything. So, But... Then the property would go to Paramount Pictures, and they would offer it to Steven Spielberg to direct. But he would uh, turn it down because he had, I mean, it was Steven Spielberg. He had so much. Spielberg had so much going on in the mid-80s, early 90s. Uh, then you then it went to John Landis, and John Landis was going to direct it. He talked to Clint Eastwood about playing Dick Tracy because again you know this is early 80s and it it fell through because this is when you had the Twilight Zone the movie 
accident happened and Landis kind of stepped back from the limelight. But the movie was still on the tip of everybody's tongue. They wanted to see it. You had people like Harrison Ford, uh, Tom Selleck, Mel Gibson, Richard Gere being thrown around for the role of Dick Tracy, which I can see all of those actually bringing a different a different vibe, I guess, a different approach to Dick Tracy, and I would love to see them all. We need a Dick Tracy Spider-Verse film. Then Walter Hill came in to be a director. Um, he had done The Warriors, 48 Hours, another 48 Hours. Walter Hill had done a lot of stuff. Much like a lot of Hollywood films, especially before MCU licensed Hollywood films. Uh, you know, based on X Hollywood films turnover was insane but they, they actually made some some headway and they started building some sets but then uh, Beatty who by this point owned the rights to the film had arguments with Hill because Hill wanted a violent you know gritty really heavy noir type film and Beatty was like no we need we needed to make it kind of more hip and cool and like the 30s and really embody that original comic strip. And so it's it fell through um, again with Universal. So then we're back at Paramount at this point and they're like, okay, we'll maybe do a low budget version with Richard Benjamin directing. Richard Benjamin did The Money Pit um, made in America, uh, a few other films, but not, you know, nothing huge, but again, it was low, low thing. So again, it goes out, uh, Betty has the rights to the film. Well, now Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's gone from Paramount to Disney is like, Hey, let's, let's revisit this Dick Tracy thing as a Disney film. And he talks to Warren Beatty. He's like, okay, how about you direct it also? You star in it, you produce it, you direct it. And it was funny because right before that, I mean, Beatty's still trying to get this movie made. He thought about having Martin Scorsese direct it. But Scorsese passed on it to actually make Goodfellas. I, I would be really interested to see a Martin Scorsese-helmed Dick Tracy. Um, that would be... That would be something, I think. It'd be interesting. But anyway, it went back and forth and back and forth. And by this point, Beatty had directed a couple of films. And word on the street, well, I mean, it was confirmed. And everybody knew it. That he was really hard to work with as a director. And didn't really care about anything. You know, he didn't care about budgets, about people's happiness, anything like that. Um, although... Al Pacino said it, he was a delight to work with and everything, but because of that that word on the street, Disney was a little hesitant. Finally, though, they, they greenlit 1988, uh, and a lot of that is due to Batman. A lot, like, I would say, and I don't know this for a fact, but I would say more than 75% of Dick Tracy getting made is Batman and the buzz and subsequent success of it. It's, it's insane. Greenlit it, made it, went over budget, but part of the deal was that Beatty would have to pay for 
the over budget cost out of his paycheck. Um, everybody's on board. A lot of the actors I mentioned, they took a pay cut just to be part of this because it is so, so big. Uh, when I talk about people backing out and being in all sorts of other stuff, little fun fact, Warren Beatty was actually in talks to direct and possibly star in Misery, but didn't, but still worked with James Caan and Kathy Bates in this film. Uh, also, Macaulay Culkin passed on the role of the kid to do Home Alone. But Catherine O'Hara, who plays his mom in Home Alone, is in this film. So, like I said, lots of shuffling around. Movie came out. It's loved and hated. I mean, people liked the way it looked, but also didn't like how flat it looked. Uh, they liked the colors and the music, but not the the use of war. I mean, there's so many. Every Every review you see... They'll praise two or three things and not two or three things. And it it's fairly accurate to the comics. Um, you know, it has 20, I think 21, 22 villains from the comics show up in it. And the reason Beatty wouldn't do that is because he was worried that there wouldn't be a sequel. Which, to this day, there hasn't. But also to this day, he says he's working on it. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, movie did fine at the box office did decent enough with the reviews but it spawned i mean happy meals and toys and video games everything batman did dick tracy copied and i don't mean that as a as a slight or an insult but it's a truth and i think that's that's kind of interesting one thing though it did do is uh, it did well at the academy awards like we mentioned it won um Best Art Direction, it won Best Makeup, Best Original Song. It's actually tied with Black Panther for the most wins for a comic book movie. Uh, but also, Pacino got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He got nominated for Cinematography, Costume Design, um, Sound Design, all sorts of stuff. So the movie, like I said, it, it should be a cult classic. People should still be talking about and loving this movie. I Maybe one of the minute-by-minute -minute people will pick it up and do something with it I, I think it'd be really fascinating to see because despite all the behind the scenes drama and things I guess uh, you know with Warren Beatty and, and everything this is still a really fun movie it is a nice balance of 66 campy Batman and 88 Burton Batman you know you get the best of both worlds in this movie. And I think, you know, it's worth a rewatch, a revisit. I actually just ordered it on Blu-ray. So I'm excited to show it to my kids and watch it with them. And, you know, just enjoy it all over again. Let me know, do you have fond memories of Dick Tracy? Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, just look for The Night Nerd. We're also on Patreon now, where you get... An exclusive show every week. All sorts of really cool things from Archer to Ben Affleck to comic books to video games. Everything on there that you can only find there. Uh, that's going to be patreon.com slash thenightnerd. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Dick Tracy, look out, crooks, you better break out. Plus Tracy chilling on